Hello, uh, welcome to History with Sports. I'm Colorado Carter. What's the name of your book? The name of my book is called This is the Day. The author of this book is Tim Tebow. Is it nonfiction, fiction, or what? It is a uh, biography about Tim Tebow's life and what he's gone through throughout his life. About how many pages is it? It's about, it is 207 pages long. Where did you find this book? Was it like recommended to you by someone or what? Um, I, I, I was looking for a different book actually and like that book was not like the book that I was like looking for. It wasn't a novel you could say. It was more of a picture book. And so, like, I had to go back into the biography section, and I was just looking around, and I found uh, Tim Tebow, and I picked up this gem. <laughs> what point of view is it written? Uh, this this uh, book is written in first person. Uh, Tim Tebow just basically talks about events that happened in his life and how God helped him throughout those events. So can you give us, like, a basic, like, gist of the story? Yeah, uh, so he ties in, like, God and sports into this book. Um, he talks about how God has led him through these these certain sports that he's played, these uh, uh, f- uh, football and baseball. Uh, and he just uh, provides events, and like at the beginning of the of the book, he talked about how he helped a woman uh, pray for his husband. He was on a plane, and his husband and her husband had a heart attack, and so he he was there to help pray through that. And uh, unfortunately, uh, that husband did pass away. But that is kind of a little little summary of this book. So he played football. He played football in college. He won the Heisman in I think 2007 and and played for many NFL teams and then he moved to baseball and is is in there right now. He still plays baseball. Uh, yes, yes. Um, what kind of vocabulary does he use? Is it like advanced vocabulary? I feel like it's pretty, uh, present, present vocabulary that he uses in the book. It's not too many, uh, too many things that I couldn't understand throughout the book. Uh, if anybody ever asks, like, for a recommendation on a book, would you ever give this one? Uh, yes, I would give him uh, a recommendation for this book. Uh, just how it is uh, split up with the different events in his life. And if I'd, uh, I'd, yeah, I'd recommend it. Yeah, it's a pretty good book. Pretty good book. So if... You got to say one thing to Tim Tebow about the book that he wrote. What would you tell him? I tell Tim Tebow 
to live to to like live more of his life and make a part two of this book because I would like to I'd be interested interested on like to see like if he has any children on his later life and how like he can help them like with God in in uh, other circumstance uh, other uh, circumstances throughout the book. Did you like this book? Um. Yeah, I, I very well uh, liked this. Liked reading it. I feel like it was interesting throughout the whole book. Uh, there was definitely some, some, some higher points in the book where he made about God in his career and how how his career took off in in the in the sports world and how he became. Uh, a very good player. Do you have any quotes from the book that you want to share with us? I have two quotes that I picked out from the book. Uh, one is, "We may not, we na we may not be able to change the entire world, but we can change the world of at least one person." This this quote stood out to me uh, for the reason is that. <laughs> Is that not everybody will will listen to you in this world? Like people have different opinions on things, and and if you could like like save a person, at least one person's life, or like change their change their mind on something better, I feel like it would be uh, great to see and uh, great for the future of this of this world. And then the next quote I have is, life isn't just about one day, it's about this day. And this quote stood out to me for the reason that, that today is a new day and this day you could be doing something that'll reach you towards other goals and uh, make you accomplish more in life. Uh, I don't feel like I feel like it's more than like one day. You can uh, you can definitely change change your life. Um, would you read any other? If Tim Tebow were to write any other books, and I don't know if he has any other books that he's written, would you read them? Um, not from my knowledge. I don't think he has written another book. But if he were to write another book, like about sports or about like uh, a specific sport or something like that, I feel like I'd be very well interested in to see what he has uh, uh, written and the knowledge that he has for that sport and like what like brings him together and really uh, makes him strive to be better at that at that uh, sport. I'm a, a lot of people know he's like a well-known uh, athlete and stuff. And then he's like a very religious a very religious person too. So I think that if he were to write more books, they would appeal to a lot of people. Yeah, they would definitely appeal to a lot of people, especially, I wouldn't, I'd say for the specific I'd re uh, recommend this book to like a specific group, like uh, uh, young, or like I'd say around like college, 
college age, you should probably read this book. And if you're like interested in uh, either baseball or football, or even interested in God, I feel like this is a great book to read and uh, and uh, read it yourself. You know. Uh, yeah, I definitely recommend this book. Uh, Tim Tebow is a is a great guy and done uh, amazing things in his life, and I feel like uh, pe people like should read about him and the events that has gone through his life, and uh, and yeah, yeah, you should definitely pick it up if you've never heard about Tim Tebow. So Emily, what is the name of the book that you have read? Uh, the name of my book is Bayern Creating a Super, a Global Super Club. Um, who is the author of this book? The author of, of it is What What type of genre is the book like? Is it fiction, non-fiction? It's kind of like a sports history. It just, yeah. <laughs> sports history, all right. Uh, how many pages does this book have? It has about 280 pages, including that blog. Um, how did you uh, discover this book? Um, did personally, I really like FC Bayern, the team, and I thought I decided to look it up, and I found this book, and it was the one that stood out to me the most. All right. Soccer. What point of view is it written in? Like, um, it's, <laughs> it's in third person because it's like like just talking about the history and how it was created. Okay. Um, what is a uh basic like s summarize the plot like a little bit for us? just talks about how Bayern was created as a club and how they got through uh, World War II and how they got through Hitler's whole spiel. Um, it just talks about all the difficulties and the winnings that they had and just as like a team itself, how they grew. Okay. Um... Uh, would you like to share some uh, important quotes that you found reading this book that stood out to you? Um, I have one quote, which is, Bundesliga was forever linked to the concept of professionalism. You couldn't have one without the other. Um, this one really stood out to me because like, you can't have something without something else. Like, uh, Germany couldn't have a Bundesliga without professionalism. Like, it wouldn't even be there. Um why did the why did this quote stand out to you? Um it, you couldn't have one without the other. Oh okay. <laughs> okay. Um how would you describe the narrator's tone? Like formal, funny, dry. Um, 
So it's horrible in a sense, but there are moments where he does like include humor in the history of it, but for the most part it's formal and kind of dry to me. Um, would you read other books by the same author? Um, he has one other book, which is the history of German football, or the story of German football. I wouldn't really read it because I'm not that interested in the history of German football, so, or German soccer. But isn't that a... It's the history of Bayern. What's Bayern? It's one of the uh, soccer clubs that Germany has. Oh. Oh, okay. Um. Uh, what kind of what is the vocabulary like? Like, is it difficult or like easy to read? For someone who doesn't really understand German, it would be difficult because he does include some German in it. But for the most part, it's easy because I can understand some of the German sayings that he has in there. Uh, do you like this book? Why or why not? I thought I would like it, but I didn't really like it because it wasn't. It was interesting, just not that interesting to me because I am more interested in the team and not really its history. Okay. <laughs> um, would you recommend this book to other people? I would recommend it to hardcore uh, Bavarian, like Bayern fans. Who just really want to learn more about the history and how they were created. Um, if you could say one thing to the author about this book, what would it be? I would give him props for writing about such a long period of time in 280 pages because a lot did happen in like over a hundred years so that must have been a lot could you give us an example of that um like he talked about the whole nazi thing and how some of their players had to hide out for that period of time and then he talks about recently and how like all the uniforms changed over time and how many players like left and came back and the injuries did they have a did they have a legacy on this team or is it just like a like I, like like what's yeah like is there like a legacy with this team what do you mean <laughs> like is there like like are they great for something or like is it just like a normal like team they have won a few World Cups, so is that what you're asking? Yeah, like, like, yeah, that's exactly what I was asking. Um, any questions? Could you, uh, like, give us more examples on... Maybe like the 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 background of this team, um, like the history. They started in started out as just a club with a different name. 
um, I can't think of the name right now. <coughs> um, but they started out with a different name. It's just like a normal recreational club. But then uh, someone saw their what was it called? Their potential and they decided to give them a contract and they had to suffer through many difficulties which one of them was not having a field for the most part they shared a field with BBB which is another team and then they had to share a field with Dortmund which is another uh, team. So they're not a very big team, you would they're, say? Nowadays they are. They have their whole, the whole um, stadium in Munich. Um, it's called the Allianz Arena. Um, okay. Um, how would, did they show, like, any, like, other, other players, like, how was, how badly were they affected when, like, uh, when the Nazis were around and stuff like that? Well, half their team had to, like, go to Switzerland, Switzerland, come on, Switzerland, and hide from uh, Hitler because they were... Christian or they were Jews that he was trying to kill, so they didn't have a team for them. So they couldn't play, like, did, did like how, like they couldn't play like the season or like, yeah, how long were they like not able to play? Um, the whole time that Hitler was under reign, like the whole, I think through World War One, I, I think that's the same thing, but I don't know. <laughs> But they were out for a while. Does it tell, like, how they came, like, back from that? Like, um, after Hitler's reign, um, they just regrouped, and they were still a little scared and a little off, but they got through it, and then they just... got back together. <laughs> back together and played, I guess? All right, well... <laughs> say like thank you or whatever to like because I, I guess you gotta like thank the yeah thank the audience alright thank you for listening to Emily's book It's called The Shadow King. Um, who's the author of it? It's Joe Marchand. She's uh, an award-winning science author. Um, what did you say the genre of this book is? Um, like, ancient history. How many pages is this book? It's about 250 pages. Did someone recommend it to you? Um, well, when we had first started looking for our new outside reading book for the second semester, I didn't know what to look at, but I kind of knew that I wanted to read a history book 
but there's so many things that happen in history that you have like a broad choice to broad like a broad amount of choices to pick from. So eventually, I like got it down to I wanted to do something like with either like Greek mythology or Egyptians or something like that. So I picked the Shadow King because it's about King Tut. So you think that's interesting? Pretty much. Um, what is the point of view of the book? It's written in third person. Joe Marchand talks about like a bunch of people who discovered and you know uh, discovered and talked about. King Tut's mummy after it was found. Uh, what is the book about? Like, summarize. So it's really Joe, she talks like when the book opens up she talks about King Tut where he came from, his family his ancestors what his ancestors did King Tut's life like she talks about how he first took over the throne when he was nine years old. And he only ruled for about nine years, so he only lived to see about like 17, 18. She talks about how certain scientists and stuff like that discovered the tomb. And she talks about how um, there's a theory of his tomb being cursed. She talks, she talks about how he normally... Uh, his death hasn't been determined yet. There's not really a, like... Like, a known death. Nobody knows. They just have theories. Like, people say that he was mauled by a hippopotamus when he was... Uh, people say he was mauled by a hippopotamus when he was out hunting. Or people say he died from malaria, or people say that he was beat to death by another person. So, what yeah. was the when? When did he die? Like, who, like you know, like you remember, like the day or whatever. I don't remember the day. I just know he was he was 18, and it was a year or two before he was able to become a titan. Uh, like his his father was his grandfather was probably the best. Or the like, I wouldn't say most well known. He was like his grandfather's probably the best fighting, <laughs> best fighting um, ruler of Egypt, and King Tut died before he could really fight in wars and stuff. So yeah. How do you think he died? Like, just in your opinion. Um. I th I think he was beat to death, but most people think that he was bit by a mosquito and died of malaria, which that's pretty believable because they're in Africa and in that time I'm sure there were mosquitoes, but I'm sure I'm pretty sure there weren't many like yeah cures or doctors and stuff that could really help him with his problem. What is one of the... Do you have a quote that's really stood out to you? 
Um, yeah, I have uh, one quote. It's stunned at coming face to face with such an illustrious assembly. Brush felt as if he was dreaming. So, Brush was one of the people that discovered King Tut's um, tomb in 1922. And I, I, I just find this, like, this stuff really interesting. So this quote stood out to me because I, he probably just like, when he found the tomb, because you know, when his tomb was found, it was untouched. And it just said like, people just started like, just had appeared out of nowhere, like his, um, his casket or whatever you, you want to call it was completely gold. His um, corpse was untouched, unlike other, unlike other tombs, because most other tombs were raided, but King Tut's tomb was raided because it was never found. So that's just why it stood out to me, because really lucky. Um, I remember learning about it, but I don't remember um, where he was buried. Where was he like found and buried? He was found in Upper Egypt. So there's Upper Egypt and Lower Egypt, and Upper Egypt is really like below Lower Egypt. So that's kind of confusing, but yeah. Um, what? How would you say the author's tone is? Like, is it formal or funny or dry or just like? Um, <laughs> I think it's like I don't know. I think it's kind of dry, but um really interested in topics like this so even though it's dry I my interest in this just helps me like keep reading um would you read anything from Joe if she had written any other books if she has any books um well I searched up like what other books she has and so she's a like a science author but she's also a history author so all of her other books are really like sci like human science about like the mind and stuff. So I I don't think I would read any of that stuff. This this is her only history book, so that's why I read it. But I don't I wouldn't read any of her other books. Um, what is the vocabulary vocabulary like? Like, was it easy or was it difficult to understand? It was about in between. It was something like big words that's hard to understand but other than that it was pretty simple um did you like the book yes i i like i actually liked the book a lot i learned a lot from it even not not even about like i didn't learn only about king tut i learned about like his uh predecessors um, yeah, his life, all his siblings and stuff, and all of his accomplishments along with his like family family members' accomplishments, and all the accomplishments of like the scientists and like, like archaeologists, like all of their accomplishments and discoveries of King Tut's tomb. Um, would you recommend the book to anyone else? Um, yeah, I, I would recommend the book to anybody who likes things like, 
uh, like ancient Egypt and stuff like that, or even like anything that happened around biblical times or before biblical times and stuff like that? Um, if you could say one thing to Joe, what would it be? Um, if I could say one thing to her, I think, I think it would be like, what would, what, I, think, I think I would ask her what it was like knowing all, like getting a chance to meet all the people who discovered his tomb and things like that. So I'm, I'm not, I don't remember learning. I yeah, I don't remember what we were taught. But was uh, mummification like popular back then? Yeah. Well, if you were a king or a ruler in ancient times, not even a ruler. If you were wealthy, you were mummified and put in a tomb. So that was like definitely a popular thing. So King Tut was mummified, put in a tomb, he had gold all around his uh, casket or whatever, and it was, I know I said this before, but it was pretty much like un, untouched until it just came about one day in 1922, and that was for three millennia that it wasn't, it wasn't found. How did they find it? I'm not sure if you said anything about it before, but how did this person find the tomb if no one had found it before? Um, they were just, well, people in Egypt, they just dig looking for tombs, and they were looking for a tomb of another ancient ruler. They weren't, like, looking for him because he, he wasn't, King Tut wasn't known until his tomb came about. So when his tomb was found, they did a lot of DNA testing and stuff like that. So that's how they found his tomb and identified him. So like they weren't like interested in him before they found him? No, nobody knew anything about him before he was found. Do you have any questions? Um, do you know like the reason why they were mummified? Like what was like, the purpose for them Um Ancient rulers were mummified to like preserve them for the afterlife because in ancient Egypt they believed that after the rulers died they lived on in like an afterlife so they did that to like just preserve them. Thank you for listening to this history with sports with sports podcast. I'm, I'm Colorado Carter. I'm Emwani Wilkinson. And I'm Emily Oliver. And we out. Peace.